following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. Good morning. Okay, let's open up with some prayer. Lord, as always, we just want to thank you so much for who you are um, and your goodness to us and just how you provide for us, every breath we take, Lord. I pray that as we um, take a look at your scripture and your word, um, that you would just let it sink into our hearts, let it guide us and shape us and mold us. And um, I just pray that it would be an encouragement to us as well. Amen. Okay, so this morning we are back in Acts chapter 13 which could be found on page 921 in the Pew Bible. But before we turn there, I want to give just a short recap of what we covered last week um, and what the main theme is. So the main theme that we're looking at um, is the overall narrative of Scripture, which is all the books of the Bible work together to form an overall narrative. And that narrative is this. God has a plan of redemption that he has promised to his people. The details of this promise have been revealed in all of Scripture. And this plan is fulfilled through God's one and only Son, Jesus. Now, to go through all of Scripture and discover the details of God's promised plan could easily take a year's worth of time. And I'm sure that there are whole classes devoted to it. So, without reading the whole Bible to cover to cover on the Sunday morning, I think that Acts chapter 13 provides a good foundation for discovering the details of God's redemption plan. So last week we studied what Paul talked about in verse 17. Now Paul packs a lot of Israel's history into just one verse. But what we can take away from verse 17 and what we discussed last week are the following three things. Number one, God chose a people for himself. He chose Abraham to be the father of a nation that was to be set apart among others. This was the nation of Israel. Number two, during their history, the people of Israel ended up in Egypt. And during their time in Egypt, their population grew and grew. So much so that they were seen as a threat by the rulers of Egypt. And to keep from becoming a threat, the people of Israel were enslaved. And lastly, though the people of Israel were enslaved, God never ceased to uphold his promises. It was always in God's plan for Israel to flee Egypt. God's plan to free his people from Egypt included sending ten plagues. Now, with each plague that God sent, Pharaoh, who was the ruler of Egypt, became more and more bitter and refused to let God's people go. Before the tenth plague was sent, the people of Israel were instructed to find a perfect, spotless lamb and cover the doorposts of their home with its blood. And though they didn't know it at the time, this was a direct foreshadow to what Christ would do for us. When God sent the tenth plague over Egypt, the blood of the perfect lamb protected those who listened to God's instruction. Just as today, Jesus' blood covers those who God calls his own. Now we're going to continue in Acts 13 to see more of how God's plan has been revealed over the course of history. So we're going to look at Acts Chapter 13, verses 18 to 33. 
And for about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. And after that, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had been removed, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. Of this man's offspring, God has brought to Israel a savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. No, but behold, for me one is, uh, after me one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of this salvation. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers... Because they did not recognize him, nor understand the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning him. And though they found in him no guilty worth of death, uh, they asked Pilate to have him executed. And when they had carried out all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he appeared to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you good news that what God promised to the fathers, this that he has fulfilled to us, their children, by raising Jesus. As I mentioned earlier, Acts 13 provides a good start for discovering the details of God's redemption plan. Paul packs so much history in such a short speech. And in terms of Israel's history, verse 18 picks up right where 17 left off. After God sent the tenth plague on Egypt, the people of Israel were freed from bondage and they fled. After fleeing, God's people uh, found themselves in the Sinai wilderness. And though they were free in the wilderness, life was not going as they expected. Verse 18 says, And for about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. So the key phrase here is, he put up with them. God put up with Israel while they were in the wilderness. During this time in the wilderness, Israel disobeyed and distrusted God time and time again. Not long after they're freed, the people of Israel complain about their hunger and say how it was better in Egypt when at least they had bread and meat to eat. When Moses is on top of Sinai talking with God, and God's presence is all around the mountaintop surrounding Moses, the people of Israel are down below uh, making an idol. Now what finally leads them to wandering for 40 years in the wilderness is that when God specifically told his people that he would provide the land of Canaan for them, men who were tasked with surveying the land came back and were afraid of the people who were already there. Ten out of the twelve men who were sent didn't believe that Israel could take the land. It's because of this instance of disobedience that God tells the people that the current nation of Israel, a generation of Israel, would not see the promised land. So it's no wonder that scripture says he put up with them. But at this point, I want to make something clear. 
Although Israel's actions did not go unpunished, the phrase put up with them in the Greek um, is more understood as being nurturing like a parent or as a patient as with one's child. So although Israel was not always obedient when they left captivity and when they entered Canaan, God still provided for them. He was patient with them. And it was during this time that the tabernacle was established and God's presence dwelt among his people. So God was at work unfolding his plan. Last week I stated that the narrative of scripture is the story of God's promised plan for salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. Walter Kaiser defines the promised plan of God in this way. He says, The promised plan of God is God's word of declaration, beginning with Eve and continuing on through history, that God would continually be in his person and do in his deeds his plan of redemption. And Kaiser also says that although there is one promise that scripture points towards, this one promise has many facets where there are secondary promises. And these secondary promises support God's main purpose of redemption. So one of those secondary promises was the promise that God would provide a land for his people. After their time wandering the wilderness, God led his people into Canaan to take the land as their own, as it was promised. We can see in verse 19, it says, And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. And all of this took about 450 years. So God cleared the way for his people to take the land of Canaan by driving out the nations who already occupied the land. And this was huge for God's people. After not having a land of their own for hundreds of years, God fulfills the promise he made to Abraham by giving his descendants a land of their own. The fulfillment of giving his people a land of their own moves God's plan of redemption along. Now, after the time of Joshua and conquering all this land, Israel was left without a leader. And for a time, God gave his people judges to rule over him, over them. Then God raised up the prophet Samuel, who obeyed God and led Israel back to the Lord. This was until Israel asked for a king to rule over them. We can see in verses 20 and 21. And after that, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king. And God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. God granted their request and gave them Saul. However, Saul was removed from his rule because of his disobedience to the Lord and was replaced by David. It says in verse 22, And when he removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all of my will. The appointment of David as king is so much different than the appointment of Saul. Saul came to be king because Israel wanted to be and look like other nations. Nations whose kings would protect them and fight their battles. And when they requested this, this grieved the Lord and Samuel. However, God listened to his people and appointed Saul as king. And although God made him king, Saul never fully received God's blessing like David. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, God makes a covenant with David unlike with Saul. And here's just some of what the Lord says. 
He says, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name like the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, who I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Once again, we see a moment where God is moving his plan of redemption forward. God sets David up to be a ruler over his people and promises to establish his kingdom forever. Now, Paul doesn't take the time to look at the writings of the prophets. Instead, he skips right to the coming of the Messiah. But it's important to note that though the prophets, oh, through the prophets, the Lord told his people that the Messiah would come from the line of David. When God makes his covenant with David and says, I will establish his kingdom, he will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. David understands this to be Solomon and his immediate descendants. However, this promise of God is spiritually fulfilled in Jesus. And that's the ultimate fulfillment. Acts chapter 13, verses 23 um, to the end of 33. We read, Of this man's offspring, talking about David, God has brought to Israel a Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Before his coming, John had proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his course, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. No, but behold, after me one is coming, the sandals of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you who fear God, to us has been sent the message of the salvation. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not recognize him, nor understand the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled them by condemning him. And though they found in him no guilt worthy of death, they asked Pilate to have him executed. And when they had carried out all that was written of him, they took him down from a tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who had come up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you good news that God promised to the fathers. This he has fulfilled to us their children by raising Jesus. Again, there's so much that we can see in Acts chapter 13. And to try and cover all that Paul talks about in just two Sundays is a little bit of a challenge. But why did I pick Acts chapter 13? Why did we go through over a thousand years of Israel's history? For two reasons. Number one, the people of Jewish heritage, the people of Israel, are God's chosen people, his first chosen people. 
To them, the Lord has promised to be their God and provide a way of redemption for them through Jesus. That in and of itself is great news. That God would have a plan before time to choose a people for himself and rescue them from the curse of sin shows just how gracious he is. However, there's an even more good news. God has chosen to include Gentiles, people of non-Jewish descent, in his plan of redemption. Gentiles have been grafted into God's plan that he has been unfolding throughout all of time. And it was always in God's plan to include Gentiles. I don't know if any of you have any Jewish ancestry, but I'm pretty sure that I do not. So the first reason I chose chapter 13 is to show how God worked over all those um, 1,000 plus years and how it led to the establishment of the church. And though we may not have Jewish ancestry, and although the history of Israel is not about us, because we've been included into God's uh, promised plan, the history of Israel is the long history leading up to how we've been included. And we ought to know what God has done for us. And that includes the long history that eventually led to the work of Jesus, which covers us. So that's reason number one. The second reason I chose Acts 13 is to encourage you and let you know that although God's plan of redemption has been secured and is in effect for us, there is still a lot more to happen. God's plan is not fully done. The one who has secured our salvation has yet to return. Jesus, after rising from the dead, ascended into heaven to be with the Father. And he's going to return in the fullness of his glory and establish a new earth where we will dwell with him and the Father forever. So church family, be encouraged. God had you and his church in mind all while he was working throughout the Old Testament. And even God, uh, even now, God is not finished working. He's preparing the day for when his son will return for his church. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Lord, again, we just want to thank you so much for all that you do for us. And we can see now that you have had a plan that has been unfolding all throughout the Old Testament um, and even the New Testament, Lord. It all led up to um, your son coming for his church, his bride. And Lord, we're looking forward to the second coming. And I pray that you would prepare our hearts for whenever that day is. Lord, please bless uh, bless your church and um, just let us love one another and let us be prepared for that day. Ask all this in your son's name. Amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.